Well, good evening. Do you all enjoy Father's Day? I sure did. Uh, being able to be with brethren, being around God's people, being around your pastor. Thank you, Pastor Fong, Mrs. Fong, for allowing my wife and me to come and be part of the services here today. And thank you for the beautiful tie. I always enjoy ties, even though I have several hundred of them. Uh, you can never have enough ties as a preacher because many times when you're eating, uh, sometimes food will fall on the tie and it's hard to clean off. Uh, speaking about ties, I was in Peru preaching uh, several years ago and I was preaching in a church that had a large death ministry. And there was a young man for the first time, he had on the ugliest looking tie i ever seen in my life. It was yellow, it was green, it was red. It was every color but the right color. And he was so happy and so impressed and so proud of himself that he had a tie on. It was washed at least 50 times in a wash machine. And he saw my tie and he says, I like your tie. And I said, I like yours too. I'd like to see it someplace else. <laughs> he goes, do you want it? And I says, do you want my tie? And I had on the most expensive tie that I ever received. And I took it off and I gave it to him. He started to cry. See, you don't have to speak in order to understand emotions. The department started to cry. I started to cry. Everybody started to cry. I took his tie and I did what was needed to be done with it. Throw it in a garbage can. And I'm sure that he's wearing my tie and I appreciate ties because I like giving them away. Now, don't ask me for this one. I just got it. And it was a gift, all right? But... No, it's a joy to be in God's house, and I don't come to God's house to get something materialistic. I come to God's house to get something spiritual, and I've been blessed today in a very special way. I see in those baptisms in the morning, yesterday I was blessed just listening to the challenge in visitation. You ought to get that. Was that taped? You ought to get that. That was good. On surety, I, I learned so much yesterday just from coming to a challenge from visitation, and that helps me and enables me to be a better Christian. I want to be a better Christian. That's my purpose in life, to be a better Christian. And I'm very careful what I influence my life. How many of you have cell phones and know what uh, GPSs are? And if you use GPSs, all around the world you can use them. And I was just reading on GPSs, and GPS, it says it's a global positioning system. How many of you know where you're at? How many of you know where you're going? Going forward. Going forward or going backwards? I don't know about you, but I get tired sometimes. And I get tired when I'm walking and walking or when I'm driving and driving, and I have no idea where I'm going. And I'll ask people, I say, do you know where we're going? And they say, no. I says, well, let's check out and see what it says on the GPS. And it says, it's a satellite nav navigation system used to determine the ground position of an individual. But what's amazing is, in order to use this, in order to use the device in the correct way, you must first establish a connection. Think about it. You got to be connected. This evening, are we connected to the Word of God? This is my GPS system. This is what's governing my life. This is what I need. Without it, I can't go forward. So the next time that you open up your phone and you put on the app, remember the Word of God. Remember Bordell and pray for me as I will pray for you as God leads you to go forward. We have too many people today going backward. I don't want to do less. I want to do more. 
that one song that uh, Justin was exhorting us to sing, it was convicting to sing. And it's easy to sing when you have a microphone. You sound louder. And you should be glad that I didn't have the microphone because you don't want to hear me sing. But I want to do more. When me and my wife were leaving, we were going off the property, we saw those vans over there. She said, this morning, when those vans came in, honey, I saw them. They were filled with people. You know how many times I'll go by a church bus and see maybe three or four people on the bus and the rest are workers? That's heartbreaking because those young boys and girls, those adults need to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's the purpose of church. That we can go forward proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. And not only around the world, but here in this area. This is the mission field. I was telling your pastor uh, right before we came down for service. This is the mission field. I'm glad that this is not where God's called me. You say, well, I'm glad he didn't call me to Costa Rica. I'm glad for you as well. Because you don't want to be outside of God's will. You don't want to just be wandering around in the wilderness. And there's a lot of Christians today who are just wandering around. They have no idea where they're going. And really, in fact, they're not concerned about where they're going. I know where I'm going. I'm going to heaven. And I know this week I'm going back to Costa Rica. But I know this evening I'm here for a purpose, and the purpose is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and to exhort and admonish and encourage God's people to go forward and not backward. Look with me, if you would, in your Bibles, chapter 13. Forward is a movement... It's an undertaking. I want to make progress in my, v, in my life. I want to advance. I want to develop. I want to grow. And this evening, as we see the children of Israel, they were in bondage. How many of you remember when you were in bondage? Remember before you were saved? You remember how life was? Now, many of you, you perhaps were saved at a younger age, and God spared you from going through some of those difficult journeys. But life is made of stages. We're going through a stage of our life. It's called getting old. I'm still good looking, but I'm getting old. And you know what? I'm still going forward. I may not be able to walk as fast as I could before, but when I could, I did. Many people are living in the past. I'm living in the present because there's a future. And that future is living with my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm looking forward to presenting him with all the things that God has allowed me to enjoy here on earth. I'm looking forward to living with him eternally in that mansion, just over the hilltop. Many times, I've said it before, many times Baptists don't lie, they just sing them. Many times when I listen or I watch the letters on the screen or in the songbook, I'm aware or conscious of what I'm singing. Many folks just verbally say things, just sort of like we Read the Bible. Going back to the GPS, how many of you have ever been in a car with somebody that didn't follow the instructions on the GPS? This is the most annoying thing I've ever had. Turn left, turn, turn around, turn around. I'm thinking, why do you have it on if you're not going to follow it? Well, why do you have a Bible? Why don't I have a Bible in my house or in my office or in my possession if I'm not going to read it? And if I'm going to read it, why am I not going to follow it? Look what the Bible says, if you would, in chapter 13, verse 20. For the reverence of the Word of God, can you please stand while we read these two verses? And we'll see many scriptures this evening. 
But once again, Pastor Fong, thank you for your heart. I love a man that has a heart for people. I'm excited about this uh, uh, whitewater rafting. You keep telling people, they'll be convinced and they'll believe that there's whitewater rafting. People will eat anything you feed them, except the Word of God. That's what the Bible says, the seed fell upon, three, or upon four types of soils. And how many soils produce something? See, I may not be intelligent, but I am connected. I am connected. This is what the Word of God says here in verse 20. It says, and they took their journey from Sukkoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. And he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we do thank you for what we have seen and heard and testified this day. We thank you for your grace, a word that we use flippantly. And it's only because of your grace we are what we are today. We think of the grace that's been bestowed upon us. We thank you for that privilege. I pray and ask in these few minutes that we're together this evening that you'd speak to our hearts. I pray that thy Holy Spirit would control this tongue, these lips. Give me the right heart, the right mind, the right way to speak. Help me to walk according to your ways, Lord. I pray and ask that each one of us would leave here this evening with a greater determination to go forward in our faith. Help us, Father, in a very special way to do your will and not ours. We thank you for Father's Day, a very, very important day in our times that we live. Fathers are not doing what is the responsible thing to do with their families. Help us as leaders to teach and to train those that we would follow the direction of thy Holy Spirit, the teaching and preaching of thy word from the men that you've placed in our journey, that we would accomplish something with our lives and go forward, not only for the cause of Christ, but for our families, that we would see great things accomplished. And as always, Lord, we'll praise you and thank you for what you do in and through our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. There's a journey. Every journey has a beginning place. The children of Israel, when they were in, let's look what the Bible says in chapter uh, 3 of, or chapter 1 of Exodus. The Bible says that they were in bondage. I don't know about you, but bondage is not something that I want to be in all my life. And while they were in bondage, they had to build these great cities for the pharaohs. Now, pharaohs is, Egypt is a type of the world. I don't know about you, but I don't like the world. But the world has an attraction. The world wants to consume us. That's why it's very important. We're careful what we follow every day. What our eye sees affects our heart. That's what the Bible tells us. And not only what our eye sees, what we hear will affect how we behave. Here, faith cometh by? Hearing by? The Word of God. 
So it's important that we listen to the Word of God. That's why it'd be good to download an application of the Bible, of the Bible, the right Bible, and listen to the Bible daily because the Bible tells us we will be blessed if we listen to the Bible. We will be blessed if we listen to the preaching. And the children of Israel, they were in bondage, and along comes a man named Moses. And God called Moses for such a time as he called Esther, as he's called you and I, that we can move his program and his people forward. The pastor stands and preaches that the church of God would go forward. We are the church. We are God's chosen ones selected to come out of the world to go forward. And many times as we take this journey, we forget where we came from. I don't know about you, but I thank God that I got saved in an old-fashioned, fundamental, Bible-preaching Baptist church. I don't Make no apologies. I'm not embarrassed. I'm glad that I am a Christian. I'm glad that I'm a Baptist. I'm glad that I was saved under Bible preaching. I'm glad for convictions. I'm glad for compassion. But I remember where God has brought me from and where I'm at today. That's the reason why I love him so. Because it's the love of God that constrains us. Many times we forget that we are here because of God's grace, because he first loved us. So when I begin my journey, as the children of Israel began their journey, as they began to come out, look what the Bible says in verse 11 of chapter 1. It says, Therefore did they set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burns, and they built for Pharaoh treasured cities. In verse 12, it says, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiply and grew. It's amazing. Persecution caused growth. I like when people attack me for what I am. I don't make no apologies that I am a Christian, that I'm saved. I'm a born-again, Bible-believing Baptist. When people ask me, they say, what do you do for a living? I says, I'm a missionary. They say, do they still exist And I says, yes, they do. I says, you may not need one now, but there'll be a day that you'll need what I have. Many times when we go through the afflictions or persecution, we think we're the only ones. There's countries in this world that go under tremendous persecution. The children of Israel were under persecution, but God is always present because God has selected Israel. Israel, the chosen. If you look and you follow and see all that they have gone through throughout the course of the history of the children of Israel, you'll see the presence of God and the provision of God and the protection of God in many ways. Yes, did they suffer some difficult times? Sure they do. Everybody's going to have conflicts in this journey. Father's Day, I'm a father because I have children. I mean, it's a, it, it's a very basic concept. And I have children because God has given me a wife. And you think as we establish a home, I know these are basic things, but today you talk like this and people say, what's a home? What's a wife? And as a result of a marriage, God blessed our home with children. That was the beginning. And as we go through these difficulties, and these situations and these changes or stages, however you want to call it, there will be difficulties. But there is a beginning place because then there is a battle. Every one of you, every one of us is in a battle. 
I'm glad that I'm not in kindergarten. But I joined kindergarten when I was in kindergarten. I'm glad I'm not in sixth grade. I definitely praise God that I'm not in high school. I'm glad that I don't have to go to college. I'm so glad that I don't have to go through the process of finding a mate. That'd be a difficult task today. I'm glad that God blessed us with children. I'm glad that they've grown up. I'm glad that they're independent. I'm glad that they brought us grandchildren. And I'm glad they take them as well. I'm glad for a lot of things. But has it been a battle? If you start anything, if there's a beginning, there is going to be a battle. It doesn't matter where you're at in your stage of life, you're going to have a battle until the end of your journey. And the battle, many times, we may not be prepared, but God's always prepared. Look with me, if you would, in chapter 13 of Exodus. We're going to stay in the book of Exodus. We're going to see a few scriptures. We see the beginning of the children of Israel journeying from Remus and 600,000 on foot that were men beside children. And we see in chapter 13, verse 17, And it came to pass when Pharaoh let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines. Although that was near, God said, Let preventure the people repent when they see war, that they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. So we see here a battle. God knows our battles. Aren't you glad that God knows your battles? God knows what will be tomorrow. You and I, we don't have no idea what's going to be tomorrow. The temperature may change overnight. I love it when they forecast the weather tomorrow is going to be this. And then you look outside and say, man, it's cold. It's freezing. And they say, it's going to be warm. And it's not warm. And then they say, it's going to be extremely hot. And it's still cold. And then they say, tomorrow is going to be cool. And then there's 110 degree temperature change. Some people have more faith in the weatherman than they do in the man that makes the weather. Think about it. And it really doesn't matter what the weather is because God's given me a brain to put on clothes when it gets cold, when it's raining. You ever see people walking in the rain? They have umbrellas, you know. Even dogs have enough common sense to get underneath some kind of shelter when it's raining hard. I watch in Costa Rica people the way they behave when it's raining. I watch people here in the Bay Area the way they behave when it's hot. When it gets hot, you need to go inside and turn on the air conditioner. But battles that we face, we have battles at our work. We have battles in the church. We battle against Satan. But God knows our battles. Now, if you're a little child, you know who protects us? God. But God has also, not only in these battles, not only in these beginnings, but God leads us through the wilderness. All I have to do is go forward and follow. The Lord knows the way through the wilderness. That's why I love children's ministry. That's, I rejoice to hear that young boy receiving Jesus Christ. I'm glad that he went to his pastor and told his pastor. I'm glad that the pastor says, thank you, Sunday school teachers, for investing in these young people. That's the process as we go through this journey is to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ because without him, we can do nothing. I depend upon him like I depend upon the Word of God. I depend upon the Holy Spirit like some people depend upon their 
GPS. The Bible is very clear that the battles, in verse 17, or chapter 17, if every now and then a word comes out of my mouth that sounds like Spanish, it's because it is Spanish. Okay? Chapter 17, verses 8, it says, Then came, verse 8, then came Amalek. Amalek is the grandson of who? Esau. And Esau is what? Of the flesh. How many of you are of the flesh? Oh, we got a whole congregation of spiritual people. Yeah. I have, like you have, the flesh. I battle the flesh from the beginning of the day until the end of the day. You say, how do you battle in the morning? Getting out of bed. How do you battle at night? Trying to get to sleep. Say, why can't you get to sleep? Because of concerns. I was telling someone today, the people that don't have nothing are worried about trying to get to things. Other people that have the things are worried about trying to maintain the things. I'm a little confused. What do I need to do? Be worried or concerned about the things I don't have or let God provide for me what's needed? Or should I be concerned about the things that I do have or just let God have them and say, Lord, they're yours. You've given them to me and you will provide what is needed and necessary to watch over them. Because we are in a battle. It's against the flesh. And that's why we have concerns. The Bible tells us in verse 9, it says, And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose out men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said unto him and fought with Amalek. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill, and it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. What does it mean when your hands are heavy? Tired. How many of you ever get tired in the battle? How many times have you ever heard the expression parents saying, I just give up. You can't give up. You can't give up. We have to continue to fight. You say, where do I get my strength? From the Lord. Call upon me. The battle is the Lord's. And Moses' hands were heavy, and they took stones and put under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands. I thank God for Aaron and Hur's. To go forward, this church needs men, Aaron's and Hur's, to lift up the hands of the pastor. This church needs ladies to lift up the hands of Mrs. Fong. I enjoyed the music thoroughly, as I always do with the orchestra and the choir. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. But do you think that the choir, I was watching you all come in and go out. Uh, don't believe what I'm going to say, but you get tired. But I'll tell you what, sitting there, I appreciate listening to the choir sing. And that's why I will talk about you this evening to encourage you, to admonish you, to continue to sing for the honor and glory of God. Because there cometh a day that you and I won't be able to do that. We're going to go forward. We're going to go to heaven. But while we're here on earth, we have battles to face. Fathers, do not give up saying, I'm tired. Wives, support and lift up the hands of your husband. We're supposed to encourage and admonish one another. Lift up the hands of your pastor. Don't be pulling down the hands of your pastor. Your Sunday school teacher, lift their hands up when they say, memorize a verse. You want your children to memorize the verse. 
The reason being because the Word of God is powerful and it will save. That young boy today, someone in the house, someone in the home, someone in the Sunday school has planted the Word of God. Sure, it's been a battle, but God will give us the victory as we encourage one another in the faith. But we have to go forward. Because if we don't go forward, we're going backwards. And the Bible is very clear. And our strength comes from God. Remember David? Remember when David was outside the will of God? Remember when David came back in the city, his wives and all his possessions were taken away? Remember the conflict that he had? And it says David was heavy burdened. Look with me, if you would, what the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 30. In verse 6, it says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his son and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in who? In the Lord his God. Who's our God this evening? I don't, I don't need to be following to see if people approve of what I do. Because I am going forward doing what God wants me to do. Because I have the instructions right here. I have what's needed and necessary for me to go forward. I have a cloud and a pillar. We would know that in relationship with the Holy Spirit. How many of you are saved? Amen. How many of you have a Bible? Amen. How many of you know how to read? All I have to do is read. And then all I need to do is follow in order to go forward. But many times... We're not willing to follow the Lord because it's against our flesh or the battle is too hard. Daniel, is there a battle going on in your life today? Always. From when the sun rises until it sets, there's a conflict. What conflict are you going through? What difficulty are you facing? What challenge lies ahead of us? What child on that bus route, what child in that Sunday school is a challenging child. How many of you have challenging kids in your Sunday school? How many pastors have challenging members in their church? Oh, there are people only by the grace of God, I love them. I don't like them, but I love them. <laughs> I wasn't commanded to like them. I was commanded to love them. So I'll love them, even though I don't like them, I love them because God loves them, and I do love them. But when we have that battle, when we have that conflict, I need to encourage myself in who? In the Lord. And the Bible says in chapter 30, verse 8, And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. And then we see that David pursued them, 200 men, and they fainted as they were in the pursuit. There'll be people along this journey that will grow weary, but that's not a reason for you and I to quit. I'm going to go forward. I always say if you're going to fail, at least fall forward, you'll gain two, three, or four feet because you went forward. And then get up and just fall forward again. And keep failing but going forward. But if we follow God's plan, we won't have many problems. We'll have challenges. We'll have battles. 
we'll have conflicts, but we'll have the presence of God. And I want the presence of God because he's going to lead us to a place as he led them into the wilderness. Remember when he led them into the wilderness, what was the purpose for them, the children of Israel, to leave the city and go into the wilderness? They were to go and worship their God. They were to go and make sacrifices unto their Lord. And that's what we're called to do. We were supposed to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. Unto who? Unto the Lord. Not unto the pastor, unto the Lord. All that we do is for the Lord Jesus Christ. And not only were they to go and make sacrifice, but they were also going to go and serve the Lord. I serve a living Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. He lives, he lives, he lives within me. And sometimes as we go to sacrifice, sometimes as we go to serve, you ever notice that there's a schooling as well? How many of you ever been to the school of God? Huh? Take you to the wilderness? Uh, many great people have had some tremendous experience in the wilderness. John the Baptist. Many times we look at the wilderness and say, I don't want to go to the wilderness. Uh, the wilderness is not a bad place. Moses spent time in Sinai. And the wilderness sometimes is a good place just to get along with God and watch God provide for us. Because God will always provide. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? He can, he can do anything. If he's done in 20 years here in San Leandro, the mission field, and this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Greater things. I remember as the pastor explained when I went to Costa Rica, knocking on doors with a three by five card, reading verbatim what was written on there. I got so frustrated, I just hand the card to the individual and said, read it yourself. <laughs> knocking on doors, knocking on doors, challenging people to come to church, to know the Lord Jesus Christ, testifying. As a result, the first man I led to Christ, his wife came. Uh, she's an architect, Donya Lee, you, you met her. She designed all the buildings. See, God will provide. Uh, I didn't have the support that was needed and necessary, but we were overblessed. And you'll see today, millions of dollars of buildings there in Costa Rica. And I never paid any architectural fee. I offered, but they would not allow me. They says, we want to invest in the Lord's work. I says, that's very kind of you, but I want to pay you for your service. No, we want to invest. See, when we serve God, when we go forward, we do it with the concept we're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not here to please men or the eyes of men. I'm here to please my Savior. And my Savior is here to bless me and provide for me. But there are times when he likes to test me and see in who am I confiding in. Look with me, if you would, in the book of Exodus, uh, chapter 15. How many of you like school? I like what it gives me, but I don't like going through the lessons. I don't like doing all the homework. I don't like taking the exams. But I sure do like the, the diploma, and I like the benefits that it brings to me. The Bible tells us here in chapter 15 of Exodus, in verse, let's see, verse 23. And when they came to 
Myra. They could not drink of the waters of Myra, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of the place is called Myra. And the people murmured. I don't like murmurs. Do you like murmurs, Pastor? I don't like people that complain. Ah, it's too cold today. It's too hot today. Everything is too. I'm just going to accept the day as is. I can't change it. I'm just going to go forward. Because there comes tomorrow. And after tomorrow, there comes the day after. So all I need to do is follow God. But the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he cast into the water, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statue and an ordinance, and there he proved them or test them. God likes to test us. See, there is a style of leading. There is a scope of leading. And God has... The direction for you and I to go, just as we spoke about the GPS, our position, I'm saved in Christ. My, positionally, I'm in Christ. I've been adopted. I heard the pastor speak, Abba, Father. I, he, I call him my father, and I'm his son, and he will take care of me just as we take care of our earthly children. So I should not be concerned about where I'm going as much as going forward and following the Lord Jesus Christ and doing his perfect will. But these people, they complained, they murmured. And this testing, it says in verse 4 of chapter 16, Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. There's always a testing, whether it be with water, whether it be with food, whatever, God's willing to take us to the school. Many of us don't like going through the school because we are not comfortable with the situations that we're placed in. And God's just proving us to see if we're walking by faith. I'm saddened to say many times that I watch people that walk by sight and not by faith. I was with a friend of mine in Mexico preaching and he says, I don't understand. Some of these missionaries have so much support. I said, you should be thankful. We should be thankful that we have to pay, pray for our beans and rice every day. He says, I never looked at it that way. I says, you better start looking at it that way, that God will provide for you beans and rice every day because that maintains the right relationship. Because when you have everything that you need, you don't look to him. You see, it wasn't until Israel was without everything in the wilderness that God was able to teach him in schooling. And many times, if we're not careful, we become so arrogant and so full of self that we actually believe that we're accomplishing what God is doing. There was a lady here today that was saved at a graduation party. Let me tell you how she came to church through another lady through another lady that was reached through this ministry. Say, how does this ministry, I can't explain everything that God does, but I'm not here to explain it. I just walk by faith. I'm just going to follow what God, when God says go out and knock on doors, I'm just going to go out and knock on doors. When God says teach the word of God, I'm just going to teach the word of God. When God says you need to pray a little bit more, God has a way of putting us on our knees. When we have needs is when we pray more. But when we have everything figured out, we have a tendency to walk away from the Lord. 
You know, every church, what they need is more prayer meetings. You know what we need more in our homes is more prayer, more Bible. I love him more every D-A-Y. I love him more every D-A-Y. Close by his, I will, B-I-B. You say, that's so juvenile. <laughs> it's so basic, it's not even funny. I need him more every day. Close by his side, I will ob abide. I love him more every D-A-Y. See, the children of Israel needed to get close to the side of the Lord in order to go through these testings. And we see as a result that many times when we go through these difficult times in God's path, the attraction of the flesh is to go back. What did the children of Israel want to do when they came across some difficulties? Go back where? How many of you want to go back to the world? I don't want to go back to the world. I want to go forward. I have no desire to go back. I can't understand how people, once they've tasted, once they've experienced the grace of God, a local church, Bible preaching, walking with God, fellowship with God, in the will of God, seeing souls saved, teaching Sunday school lessons, singing in the choir, going to men's prayer meeting, going to ladies' prayer meeting, going to different activities, and experiencing the grace and love of God, why would you want to go back to the world? People today are tired saying, I need to take a break. You know how I'm going to die? Somebody says, are you going to retire? My Bible says, and then he died. And then he died. And then he died. So if you ask me, are you going to retire? And I'm going to tell you, then I died. I may not be able to do everything that I'm doing now or what I was able to do, but I'm going forward. And I'm going forward by the grace of God, following God, following the column, following the cloud, because I want to make advancement. You want to advance? Look with me, if you would, in the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 9. I love this portion of scripture. It always encourages me because if you're like me, how many of you get impatient? Anybody impatient here? Yes, We're all impatient. We always want more and more. How much is enough? I prefer to have what God would have for me when he wants me to have it. Look what the Bible says here in verse 21, what, let's, let's begin in verse 17. It says, And when the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, then after that the children of Israel journeyed in the place where the cloud, what? Abode. abode. Or as we just sang, abide. There the children of Israel pitched their tent. And the commandment of the Lord of the children of Israel journeyed, and at the commandment of the Lord they pitched, as long as the cloud abode upon the tabernacle, they rested in their tents. And when the cloud tarried long upon the tabernacle many days, then the children of Israel kept charge of the Lord, and the journeyed not. And so was when the cloud was a few days upon the tabernacle, according to the commandment of the Lord. Who moved the tabernacle? Where does the Spirit of God live today in us? 
in our hearts. We need to be very careful when we go forward that God's leading us to go forward. When we go to a different place, we need to be careful that it's the will of God. It's not my will, but thy will, Lord. I don't have any desire to be anything but a missionary. I know people that are opportunists always looking for something better. I am satisfied in the will of God. This is the place where God would have me. I was thinking this morning as I listened to the music and I saw the activity, seeing baptism, seeing visitors. Why would not anyone want to come to a church like this? Think about it. And you and I are experiencing it. I'm looking forward to going back to Guadalupe because they're going forward. I'm excited about seeing 150 to 180 adults that are going to participate in Bible school. I'm looking forward to seeing all the artwork that has been drawn since the beginning of the year. I'm looking forward to watching the CEOs of different corporations on their cell phone while they're working in Vacation Bible School. Several of the large companies here in the Bay Area, we have representatives of uh, that company in Costa Rica. They're the regional managers of Central America. And while they're in vacation Bible school, between skits and dramas, they're in the office managing their work. It's amazing. They always tell me how God prospers them as a result, but they don't do it out of the prosperity. They do it out of the privilege to serve him. It's a privilege to serve God. It really is. It's a privilege to be a preacher. It's a privilege to be a missionary. It's a privilege to be a Sunday school teacher. It's a privilege to be a father. We have so many things that we've been blessed with. The Bible tells us in verse 21, it says, And so was when the cloud abode from eve unto morning, that the cloud was taken up in the morning, and they journeyed, whether it be by day or by night. It doesn't matter if we're in day or night. When we're following God, there is no day, there is no night. It's always clear. When people tell me, I don't know what to do, then don't move. Stay place. Pitch your tent and be satisfied. For how long? Well, read your Bible. It says right here in verse 22. Or whether it be, what's the Bible say? Two days or a month or a year that the cloud tarry upon the tabernacle remain thereon and the children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not but when it was taken up they journeyed at the commandment of the Lord they rested in their tents and at the commandment of the Lord they journeyed and so we see in the text at the commandment of who? the Lord this evening who's your Lord? who's our Lord? Who leads me? Who am I following? Going back to this apparatus, I watched a guy this past week take a selfie of himself, and he was so impressed and amazed with himself. He says, I already got one like. I says to myself, I ought to tell him I got one dislike. 40-some, 50 years old. Who cares what people think? I'm concerned what God thinks. I want to please Him. I want to serve Him. I want to sacrifice unto Him. I want to be schooled by Him. I don't want the devil teaching me. I want God teaching me. 
And the Bible says, and kept charge in the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. God always places a leader in our hand, in our journey to guide us. Who's your Lord and who's your leader? Wives, you should be following your husbands. Husbands, your family should be following God in order to move forward. Is there more of God in our homes today or less of God? I'm always challenged when I hear preaching about the family, about the home, about my own personal relationship with God. I'm also convicted when God speaks to me, whether it be through song. We sang a song, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm thinking to myself, Lord, it's hard for me to sing this song because it's so convicting. When I hear preaching and I get convicted, you know, the first thing I want to do is just sit still and make my relationship right with God. I don't want to move forward because I can't put in jeopardy me going forward without following the Lord Jesus Christ. How many families I've watched over the years, over the decades, making decisions based upon opportunity instead of following God's will. And it always finishes no forward but failure. I don't like failure. Young person, I want to challenge you. Go forward. Get around the things of God. Get involved in the things of God. Be patient with God. I'm not married yet. It's not the end of the world. You know, it's better to be single and happy than married and sad. That's why you want to make sure when you select, when I selected my wife or when she selected me, you know what she was doing? She was moving forward. She was in Bible college. She was on the bus ministry. The first time I saw her, she was at bus meeting. And she looked at me. I had a beard. I had long hair. I was just recently, be patient with me, recently converted. Came in on my motorcycle. And she looked at me like, there's hope. See, many of you have given up hope, saying, I can't continue, I'm tired. I'm like, David, I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, Moses, I'm tired. Welcome to the journey. Welcome to the journey. As I continue to go forward in my Christian life, when I heard the preaching of a man behind a pulpit that was taller than him, but recited verse after verse after verse after verse, and I remember going forward, dedicating my life to reach people for the cause of Christ. I was only saved six months. And I remember bringing my first visitor to church. I remember getting my hair cut. I went to a beauty shop. They call them salons now. I went to a beauty shop, and they says, how do you want to cut? I says, just cut it, you know. I said, no, just take it, cut it like a man's haircut. I got my hair cut, I shaved. The pastor did not even recognize me when I went to soul winning. He says, are you visiting in the area? I says, no, I got saved. I remember I used to come in on the motorcycle. I have long- Oh, wow. He was surprised, lack of faith. God can do anything. But I was moving forward. 
And the man that I invited to church, one of the deacons that took me out as a soul winning partner, we went to his house, Don. And I'm thinking to myself, he's going to think that I set him up. Then I thought to myself, the pastor didn't recognize me. I'll just pray that Don doesn't recognize me. I won't even open my mouth. And we went, and Don got saved. His family's now in a church in Nevada, 30-some years later. See, going forward in God's work, little did I know that God was going to call me to the mission field. See, it's a journey. It's a process. When I first got saved, he said, long hair, beard, motorcycle. God can do anything. Another Bible college came by, and they put on a presentation, Adnar Judson. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, that sounds interesting to be a missionary. Take the gospel to the othermost parts of the world to tell people about Jesus. Because I had a deacon in the church that worked with me in the company over here in Fremont, and he never told me about Jesus Christ. I worked in a glass company where they had furnaces. I wanted to throw him in the furnace because he never told me about the Lord Jesus Christ. And I went up to him and I said, Bill, how could you not tell me about the Lord Jesus Christ? Right. Knowing the truth, I was on my way to hell. Right. Right. You think this furnace is hot? Think about what hell's like. Yeah. He says, ah, I said, don't, don't back off on me. I was upset. Why? Because when I understood the destiny that was forward or ahead of me in life, I was scared. So I told the Lord, if you want me to go to the mission field, little did I know that this precious young lady surrendered her life to do whatever God would will. And together we have gone forward. And we don't regret one mile. We've had a good journey. Has it been hard? The Lord took one of our children home to be with him. That's part of life. When I read the story of Adnar Justin, I was reminded what he gave in order to accomplish God's will. And he didn't see a very fruitful ministry for the beginning years. You may not see everything that you desire right away, but when God moves forward, you follow him and you'll see great things. See, the children of Israel, as they submitted to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, they saw great things. God will provide for us. In the book of Ephesians, it speaks much about the Holy Spirit. After we were saved, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit. I thank God that I am saved. I thank God for his provision. I thank God for the purpose. There's a purpose. We've been saved to serve. I enjoyed uh, seeing Mrs. Fong and Pastor over in the fellowship. We had, I'm sorry that you guys weren't invited, but if you spoke the heavenly language, you could have come over and had some of the heavenly food, barbacoa. It was delicious. But afterwards, watching Mrs. Fong serving, I thank God for a pastor's wife that serves. I thank God for a pastor that serves. I thank God for people that serve. Watching this morning when we came onto the property, watching the different ministries preparing for the Lord's day. Thank God for God's servants. Thank God that you're going forward in your lives with your families, serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Because God has a purpose for every one of us. There's a, po a pl uh, what is the word? Let me read it here. Perplexity. 
The Bible tells us that there was a cloud and there was a column between the world or Egypt and the children of Israel. For the children of Israel, it was a good thing for the army of Egypt, uh, of Egypt. It was a bad thing. So what is a good thing for us can be a bad thing for the world. What can be a good thing for the world can be a bad thing for us. We need to be very careful when we separate. People say, are you separated from the world? No, I just live like a Christian. The world separates from me. I live like a Christian. I don't use the same vocabulary. I don't have the same habits as they do. I don't dress like they do. I don't cut my hair like they do. I don't put earrings in every place but the right place, which is no place. <laughs> See, this is not something new. When I was younger, younger, they only put the earring in this ear because if you put it in the other ear doesn't matter what ear you put it in it doesn't belong in it so as I went forward in my Christian life following the Lord I saw that some of the people that were so called friends pastor they started to separate themselves from me I remember knocking on the door. Hey, the preacher's outside. I says, why do you say that? Oh, no, you're one of those Jesus freaks. I says, I'm not a freak. I says, you're a freak. You don't even look like a man. I says, you don't have enough backbone to stand up to the rest of the folks inside. I says, I'm not different. I'm just saved. And they begin to separate from me. And as a result of seeing me go forward, I had some that followed. See, people are watching what we're doing as we watch the example of the children of Israel going forward. And God says he will always be with us. Remember, there's a place for us. There's a place for the Holy Spirit. Does the Holy Spirit have full control of your life and my life? My life is to... Who's controlling our lives? Who's moving us? Who's moving our tents, our tabernacles? Who's helping us to go forward? Remember, there's always a beginning. Remember, there's always a battle. That's all part of it. And there's always a barren place. There's always a place for us to go and learn from the Lord. Where does God have you? Are you at the beginning of your journey? Are you at the middle of your journey? Are you at the end of your journey? It really doesn't matter where you're at as long as you're going forward, following the Lord. Whether it be two days, whether it be a week, whether it be a month, Going back to the GPS. How many of you use your GPS regularly? Okay. When I'm in Costa Rica, I'll use it because traffic is so bad. 
that I can save myself a lot of time and a lot of heartaches by looking at my GPS. The world's so bad and so cluttered with bad things, I can save myself a lot of heartaches and loss of time by going to my GPS. You know how many Bibles I have in my house? Or houses or offices? You say, how many houses you have? Wherever they put me up to sleep, that's where I sleep. Whatever they feed me, I swallow. Wherever God leads me, I follow. But you can have all the Bibles in the world, but if you don't open it up, you can have the GPS, you can have the Google satellite and all that, but if you don't follow, you're not going to go forward. I want to go forward, but I want to go forward according to the will of God, not according to my will, but according to his will. This evening, just a plain little thought about going forward, about following the Lord. I'm not going to promise you there's not going to be any battles. There will be. The beginning, perhaps it's tonight for you. Will there be barren places? Yes, but that's a time of testing. Your pastor mentioned when I went to Costa Rica, I knew anybody. They didn't have a sign, welcome Bordells to Costa Rica. I got off the plane with two children, one two years old, one two months, and my wife with seven suitcases. We could not even buy a bed because it was Mother's Day and they were all sold out. Everything that we bought was Barbie. It was a Barbie stove. My wife never used the oven because the oven never got hot enough to cook anything to bake it. And the disc on top, the refrigerator, I was taller than the refrigerator. The freezer never worked. The bed that we bought wasn't even a queen, wasn't even a double. It was no size. Eight. Somebody just picked up some wood and cut it and put it together. Every time we tried to get a mattress, we had to measure it out and have it custom made. And when we laid in bed, it was my wife, my two children, and me laying across the feet. And my feet hung out this side and my arms laid out the other side. We had rats in the house. We bought rat food to kill them and they only got bigger and they couldn't go back in the holes. We had cockroaches that looked like TWA. I'm dating myself, but TWA was an airline. They flew around the house. Those are difficulties. We had those killer bees. Remember when the killer bees? We had a whole nest of them out in front of the house. Do you remember that, honey? I'm thinking to myself, why did she ever follow me? To go forward. She never complained. She never said anything derogatory against the ministry. She just followed, and we went forward. Through all the difficulties, through all the sorrow, through all the trials, through all the schooling, we went forward. And where we're at today is exactly where God would have us to be. And that's why I want us to go to our GPS, your global positioning system. Where are you this evening? Are you going through the school? Are you at the beginning? Are you in a battle? Are you thinking about retiring? Tell the Lord this, Lord, if I'm ready to retire, just take me home, kill me. 
I don't want to retire. I want to go home. But I'm not ready to go home because there's too much to do. There's too many boys and girls that need you. Go forward with your class. Remember, these institutions that God has established, the church, the home, is that we would go forward, we would advance in our lives, that we would glorify Him. Vacation Bible School. Reaching young boys and girls and their family. In Vacation Bible School, we will have over 100 adults. Your pastor preached one day. Jason preached, or Justin preached another day. To adults in Vacation Bible School, how did they come? They came because someone went forward to tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they came to drop off their kids, I says, do you trust us? And they says, what do you mean? I says, why would you bring your kids to an institution that you've never been to, and why would you leave them here and go away? Do you trust us? Uh, why don't you just stay? We got some coffee, and we got some donuts, and we got some bread. And then we start giving them the bread of life. And the coffee was not coffee. It was the water, the living water. And you know what? They actually got saved. You know, they're actually now going forward in vacation Bible school. Does it work? Yes. When we follow him. Go forward. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel that they would go are you going forward? If not, start today. Begin today. Say, how far do you want me to go? As far as God will lead you. When should I go? When God moves you. What should I do? The will of God. Let him take care of the battles. Say, I'm tired. Welcome to life. But this evening, go forward. Check your GPS. Locate where you're at. And then tell the Lord, Lord, I'm willing to follow you. All I'm asking you to do is lead me. And how will he lead us? Through the word of God, through the preaching, through the Holy Spirit.